Well, as, as many of you know, we just are, this is our last and final message in our series called Some Assembly Required. And who is just thankful for this series? Who has been changed? Who has been hurt in a good way? <laughs> Me. <laughs> and as sad as it is to, um, for it to be the last one, the last message, I believe that God has so much for us in this message. And I just want to honor my husband just real quick and just telling you thank you so much for teaching us and for um, pouring into us and giving us the truth and the practical things that are really helping us in our relationships. It's really amazing. And so this week, we are looking at a tool that will help our relationships. And as we are, have, as we've been going through this toolbox of relational goodness, um, this one this week, I believe is one that, um, actually unlocks all of the tools. So I think I actually don't really know what tools <laughs> unlock other tools, but I know there are some. Okay. <laughs> but this tool that we're learning this weekend is the tool of humility. So write that down. We are learning the tool of humility, um, and this is such a key component of our relationships as we're seeking to enter into any relationship, any situation, any interaction uh, with humility is so important. It it brings strength and honor to any situation. And we're going to be looking at Proverbs 29, 23, where it says, pride lands you flat on your face. Humility prepares you for honors. And my, my main idea of this whole message, if you don't get anything else out of it, which I hope you do, but here it is, uh, pride destroys intimacy, but humility unlocks rich relationship. Pride destroys intimacy, but humility unlocks rich relationship. And I just, I believe that this is going to help so many of us in the relationships that we have. So again... Pride lands you flat on your face. Humility prepares you for honors. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was in high school, which wasn't that long ago, um, there was a thing called the honor roll. And I don't know if they do that uh, nowadays, but it's basically, it's if you have a certain grade point average, um, you can stay on the honor roll. And I was on the honor roll. <laughs> Um, maybe you were on it. Maybe you've been on it. Maybe you're like my husband and you were never on it, (laughs) but you are such a learner. And so that's a good thing. But I was also on this thing called the president's award and (laughs) and it's so weird to even say, but it's like, I think it was something for like being a nice person. Um, cause I didn't have the highest grade point average, but like I was, on a good line of, of just being kind, I guess. But I was just thinking like, what if I brought my little, uh, paper that says 
you got the President's Award. And I brought that into every job interview. And I brought that into every relationship and every interaction. And I would use that to be like, well, look, see, proof that I'm a nice person and that um, that I can do good things. Like, that wouldn't get me anywhere because that was in a season of my life. And it was something that happened in the past. I would like to think that I'm still nice and in the president's circle, but well, you're in the president's circle, Levi. Yes. Okay. At Hertz. So that's something. (laughs) Anyways, what I want to say is humility isn't just something that you do once, but it's uh, an everyday action. And it's something that we need to bring into every situation that we need to bring into every relationship that we need to bring into every interaction. And honestly, in this series, one thing that Um, I really feel like God has taken just a small, tiny screwdriver into my heart is just the awareness of this very thing. Um, I've been just trying to analyze when I get moody or when I get frustrated or when I get angry um, in my relationships in my home and just in general. And what I've noticed is that the key thing that is, is there when I'm doing good and when the relationships are fulfilled fulfilling and fun and, um, and great is that there is the underlying humility, but when things are not going good and when I'm easily angered and when I am easily frustrated and moody and snippy, humility is not there, but pride, the thing that we first read, pride, um, is the thing that sneaks up. And so what I was thinking was that, gosh, Humility is such a constant thing of, of trusting God and acting with humility. And so I want to look at that today and what my title is um, in regards to um, the role of honor that God has for us in this role of humility. My title this, this week is Honor Role. And um, when you take the role of honor and humility, God puts you on his honor role. And so I just believe that this is going to unlock so much for us. But let's start with pride for a second. The first part of that verse says, pride lands you flat on your face. Pride focuses on self. And I just needed to share this because I haven't even told my husband this. But I needed to share something just to show you like what pride can do. So recently I've realized that I've been eating and consuming a lot of sugar. And I really want to stop that. And so I've been just saying to myself, I just want like one thing that has sugar in it. Maybe it's a sweet tea or maybe it's a cookie. But I want to limit my sugar intake to one item as much as I can a day. We were on a camping trip, and you know on a camping trip, you get all the stuff for s'mores. You get the Reese's that you can stick in the marshmallow so that when you roast it, it's like melty, chocolatey wonderfulness. And so we just had all of this sugar, and as I was getting ready to... um, We had finished our camping trip, and I was getting ready to leave in our car, which was like brand new, clean, wonderful, like was... Just it takes hard work to clean up your car. And so I told the girls, no anything in the car, like no water. You can't bring anything in the car. (laughs) That always changes. But at first, that's what the rule is. But so I brought with me. No, no, no. Okay. What happened was I had the whole like movie theater size box of Reese's uh, on the counter. And I looked at it. I was like, 
okay, I'll just have one. That's fine. So I took one. And then I was like, well, that was just one. And the serving size is probably like 10. And so I grabbed the whole box and the top of the box was open. And so I grabbed the whole box and I was like shuffling Lennox and like burp rags and everything else that I carry in my arms and got into the car. And it was just me. It was a moment where it was just me and Lennox, I believe. And I leaned over to like put stuff down and Reese's, the whole box of Reese's just fell like into the crease of the side of the car, into this like bin thing in the middle of the car, in the back, like it just, Reese's went everywhere. And I just laughed so hard because I thought, well, I can handle this. Like I can handle 10 Reese's. That's not a big deal. I'll just bring them with me and have 10 pieces. But anyways, pride lands you flat on your face. And that's how I felt in that moment. But pride, it focuses on self. And within all the Proverbs that we've been reading, pride leads to shame. Pride leads to conflict. It goes before destruction. It ends in humiliation. Pride is arrogance, cynical insensitivity to the needs of others. It's presumption. It's both a disposition and an attitude and a type of conduct to make oneself to be high. A prideful person shifts ultimate confidence from God to self. And in Proverbs 6, we see actually a list of things that God hates. And at the very top of the list is a proud look. And so even a proud look and rolling of the eyes, that God hates that. And I honestly think that it's because he knows what it does to us. He knows that pride keeps us from intimacy with him, um, but also it keeps us from intimacy with each other. Pride destroys intimacy, and not just the romantic intimacy within marriage, but intimacy in any relationship where the goal is, where, what, I've, what I've heard it said, into me see. Um, intimacy, close familiarity or friendship or closeness. A prideful person takes honor for himself, but humility enables God to honor him whenever the heck he wants. And I was just thinking about this. I was just thinking how a prideful person will take, and maybe he honors himself, and that's honor, but that's all he gets. And God, when you, when you choose humility, you're enabling God to honor you, but it's in his time, and it's so much better than when we want it for ourselves. Uh, we see this picture perfectly in Luke 18 verses 9 through 14. And it says to some who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. So he was speaking to, to people who were self-righteous and who looked down on everyone else. He said, two men went up to the temple to pray one, a Pharisee and the other, a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. Oh, you're in the pre- you have the president's award, whoop-de-doo. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus says, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And 
I just, and you just see, you just see the picture of someone who is standing up upright thinking, God, look at me, look at all I've done and look at all these people versus someone who's literally like doesn't even want to look up to heaven because of just the, the wretch that they feel and uh, knowing that they're a sinner, their prayer to God, Jesus said that prayer made that man justified versus the other. Um, pride is choosing to take the high position and humility is choosing to take the low position. And even just from that, how much better it is to humble yourself than to be humbled. Well, let's look at this tool of humility in Proverbs twenty nine twenty three. It says humility prepares you for honors. Um, in another version, it says a man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Another version says pride ends in humiliation, but while humility brings honor. And so when we take the role of humility, it brings honor. And I just want to um, end this message. Well, continue this message. We're kind of ending it um, with eight different ways. We're going to look at the word humility and I love words and I love acrostic. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to take humility and we're going to explain and just dig in deep of what humility is with different words that explain what it is. And so these are eight different ways with using the word humility. The first one is health. When you have a healthy spirit, you're going, you're going to be humble. Um, when your body is healthy, you're, you're focused on the health of your whole body. But when part of you is sick, you, you're focusing on that one part of your body. And that part of your body is bringing, drawing all the attention to itself. And so that is not healthy. But health is when you um, are humble and you're thinking about others. Your relationships can't be healthier than you are. Your soul is healthy. And as it, yes, that just makes so much sense. Like you're trying to have a healthy relationship, but you can't have a healthy relationship if you're not healthy. As your soul is healthy and as it is well in your soul, you'll be truly humble in your relationships. Um, And natural humility, naturally, humility comes from a healthy spirit. You, understanding. You is for understanding. Um, And this is so important, making the effort to understand where the other person is coming from, assuming the best, Um, really, truly trying to understand what they're saying. I know for me, in moments when um, we're in a heated argument slash discussion, um, for me, I... I don't quickly go to, okay, well, where's Levi coming from? What, what's he gone through? Like, what, what's his day been like? How is he doing? Why, why did he say this? Like, I'm not thinking that. I'm just thinking solely of how what he did affected me, and that makes me mad. And so having this, this understanding is so helpful because you're thinking, okay, I want to understand. I want to hear what he's saying, and I want to have a heart of understanding towards that. Um, Just like we learned with the tool of alignment 
empathy is key, and we must put ourselves in their place, seeking to understand them and putting ourselves in their shoes. What, is, what was it like to come home to this mess? What was it like to, um, to come into my office and feel this way? Like, I, we just need to be in a place where we're seeking to understand the people in our lives and understand where they're coming from. M is for meek. And I was reading that it said that humility and meekness are often um, together, inseparable, interchangeable. But meek says, or is, strength under control. And it's not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. And I think, uh, for me, growing up in the church, I would hear this word meek. And I think someone was joking around, but they said, like, meek is like me-ick. And so, like, you think... In my mind, I thought, gosh, meekness is like, oh, I'm the worst, and I don't really know what I'm doing, and I'm just like, woe is me, Eeyore type thing. But that's not what it is at all. Meekness is a strength and a power, but that's under control. And thinking um, not less of yourself, not, oh, I can't do this, or I wasn't, I was born this way and I'm just lazy or whatever. No, it's um, thinking of yourself less and thinking of others more. Um, Preferring the other person's needs over your own. Um, Thinking and acting selflessly. Um, I love how um, Matthew 5, 5 through 6 in the New International Reader's Version says, Blessed are those who are free of pride or meek. They will be given the earth. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for what is right, for they will be filled. And I just love the way that is is put. Blessed are those who are free of pride. And that's what meekness is. When you're just free to be yourself who God made you to be, and you're free to, to love the people in your life and to encourage the people in your life and to build up the people in your life, it's so good. Meekness is a great word. I, the first I, intentional. We must be intentional with how we approach an interaction, with how we approach a friendship. Um, When we're intentionally humble, it steers us in the right direction. And this is something that I feel like God was just helping me see as I was feeling him tinker with my heart, with the tiny little screwdriver in regards to this tool of humility, was as humility is a constant action in our lives with different interactions and, and different relationships, um, it's almost like keeping your hands on the wheel. And if, you're, if, you're, if you take your hands off the wheel, you're going to steer. And what we've learned before is that um, drift happens, but you never drift in the right, in the right direction. So um, if, I'm, if my goal is to be humble and to have a loving relationship with my husband and to be... Um, just kind with my kids and sweet to people in my life, if that's my goal, if humility is my steering wheel and I just let it go, it's not going to automatically go where I want it to be. It's going to veer and it's never going to veer into the goal. It's going to veer off the road. And so in some of those cars, they have the little buzzer thing on your seat. I don't know if you've experienced that, Um, but it like buzzes you when you go off the road and it's like a little like spanking, like get back on there, get back on there. But, um, but when we're intentional, we have to keep our, our hands 
on the steering wheel of humility and we have to course correct. And even like going into a new, um, situation or, um, or going into, I, I'm just thinking like, I wish I'm going off again on a sec for a second, but I wish morning times would last forever. So what happens is I come downstairs you, sometimes I'm alone down there. Sometimes I don't wake up in time, but, um, my heart is that I I'm downstairs. I'm reading my Bible. I have my coffee. Everything's wonderful. And then Levi comes in from working out and he's been up for hours. Um, but then the kids start like coming downstairs and they have their blankets and their robes and their stuffed animals and they come down and they snuggle and everything's just right because everything's wonderful and everyone's happy and I just read my Bible. But then all of a sudden it's like time to get into life mode where you can't just sit there all day. You have to actually get up and do something. And so the kids need breakfast and then all of a sudden cinnamon sugar is everywhere and you don't know how that's happening. And then there's just a sticky layer of something everywhere and you're forced into now a situation where you have to bring in humility and if you don't pride is gonna pride is our automatic whatever it's called it just automatically comes up there so you have to fight for humility and so pride's gonna sneak in you have to fight for for humility and in every interaction in every relationship. You just have to fight for humility and you have to be intentional about that. Instead of focusing on myself and how I'm not being treated well, well, um, and how it's really rough for me, I have to steer and be intentional to let humility just come in. L is for listen. And first and foremost, as we learned at the beginning of this series, we must start with God. And so we need to start with how we listen to God. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from, from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones with vi will vibrate with life. I love that so much. But listening is huge in humility. We have to listen. Sometimes listen more than we speak and ask questions. That's something that I feel like um, God's been teaching me lately is just ask questions. Ask better questions. I feel like I... That doesn't come naturally to me, so it's something I actually really have to work hard at. Like when I'm in a situation where I feel like I should ask questions, I don't, they don't just flood to my mind and I don't naturally have all these amazing questions coming out, but I do believe that asking is, is better than speaking and actually listening to the answers. And I don't know about you, but as I'm getting older, uh, listening has actually become really difficult. And whether it's um, listening to Levi telling me something or the girls or anyone, really, I feel like I have to focus so hard and try really hard to, to listen and to not just like listen to the words, but actually like be in the moment and listen to what is going on um, with my phone, when I'm reading a book on my phone, um, whatever it is, like it's so easy to let 
um, to be distracted and to not truly listen. Maybe to, maybe to kind of listen with my ears, but to not listen with my heart. And I want to be in the moment with my kids. Like I want to be in the moment when Levi is telling me something, I want to be where I am receiving and hearing and even interchanging, like, or exchanging thoughts. Like I don't want to just hear, but I want to be like, Oh, that's awesome. Well, what about da da da? Like I, I want to be engaged. And I think that that's so important with humility is listening in an engaged way. Um, I is insight. Um, and this kind of goes along with intimacy too. You could probably put insight slash intimacy, but we kind of already covered that. But, um, basically humbly helping others understand us better. And I think so many times we just, I know for me, like I just assume, Oh, well, he knows what I'm thinking or she knows what I'm thinking, but people don't read your mind. And so we need to come to a place where we're humbly saying, well, this is how I felt when da, 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 this is what happens when da, 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 like in a, in a sweet, humble way, explaining who you are on the inside. And that's part of vulnerability and part of intimacy is letting your guard down and explaining who you are and, and dreams that you have and just letting your guard down is so important. T, and this one is special. They're all special, but this one's special to me. Um, T, and it takes some um, explaining, but T is for take a towel. Um, being humble means taking the position of a servant. Um, and for me in my life, I think I was in high school, um, a significant time was when God was showing me through, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Amy Carmichael, but she was a missionary in India and she wrote this book called gold cord. And I would recommend it to anyone. It's really a great book, but, um, I felt like God was opening my eyes to seeing what it meant to have a servant's heart and what it meant to enter, to be in a relationship and to be in a friendship and to be someone who loves to serve and loves to give. And in John 13, basically this idea of take a towel comes from uh, Jesus getting on his knees and washing his disciples' feet. And just that picture of our Lord and our Savior and our God getting down on his knee and taking a towel and washing his disciples' feet. Our Savior took a towel and... That is so important for us in humility is that we're willing to get down on our knees and to take a towel and to serve and to give. And maybe we're not, um, it's not reciprocated or maybe we're not receiving the same thing that we're wanting to give, but it's a, a servant's heart does it no matter what. And so that's my, my encouragement to you is to, to give and to serve no matter what is reciprocated. Um, Mark ten twenty five says that. That is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served, and then to give away his life in exchange for, for many that are held hostage. Why is for yield. And this is so huge, yielding. Um, basic, basically, uh, yield means um, to, where is it? To give way to arguments, demands, or pressure. And I was just thinking about a four-way stop sign and how you don't just plow through one of those. You have to stop and you have to yield. You have to like look around and see, okay, there's three other cars, three other people. Who got there first? Um, maybe I'll like just go in a little bit slower so then everyone else goes and then I go or whatever. That's usually what I do because I don't want to deal with trying to figure it out. But, um, but it's so important to yield and just like, just 
assess the situation and um, obviously, first of all, yielding to the Holy Spirit and just just being sensitive to to what he might be speaking to you in a moment. Like you might be able to go into a, a conversation and God might speak something to you. And because you're just kind of yielding, you're, you're able to, to speak into someone's life and to encourage someone in something that maybe if you were to have rushed in, you wouldn't have, um, have had a, a word of knowledge or a, um, a word of encouragement. Um, but also yielding and relating to others. So yielding and waiting for God to speak, but also yielding and relating to others. And before telling someone what you think, before rushing in and just speaking right away, um, waiting. Um, I love that we learned in the, with our alignment tool to take that second and to analyze and extrapolate and prioritize and navigate. And basically you're yielding and not just doing what you feel and not just um, rushing in and doing what you think needs to be said, but yielding. It's better to yield and humble yourself than to rush in and be humbled. And then just to to wrap this up, um, as we walk in humility, we know that we're covered in his grace. And I just want this verse, and I don't know if you know this verse or or not, but James 4, 6, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And I want to encourage you to to write this verse out, to put it in a place where you will see it often, to memorize it. Um, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so when we're operating in pride and when we're um, letting our our flesh lead and we think we can do it, we think we know better, um, God opposes that. But when we come in humble, when we come in and 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 we're honoring and we're serving and when we're yielding, God's going to just give us grace. And I just love that picture of him almost just like dumping grace, like confetti on top of us. Just like we're just standing there receiving his grace, receiving his grace, able to continue to have that grace going into the next relationship, going into the next friendship, going into the next interaction, going into the next thing. And we just need to remember that as we, as we practice humility, as we fight for humility, that God's grace is going to be honest. His favor is going to be honest, and he's going to lead us in a way that we wouldn't experience otherwise. And so if we are using this tool of humility, we can be confident that God is going to give us his grace. And I love so much just this, this, this thought of pride destroying intimacy, but humility unlocking rich relationships in our lives with God and with people. And I just want to take a moment. Um, you can put your pens down and your Bibles down and just kind of um, just sit there for a moment. I just want to pray for you. And you might be in Portland, you might be in Salt Lake City, and you might really be struggling with this, this this thing of humility. And I just want to pray over you, just every single person in our church, every single person who is here today, I just want to pray for you. So if you just close your eyes, um, if you feel comfortable lifting a hand, you can, but you don't have to. But I just want to pray for you. Because this, this area of relationships is really difficult. 
and can be really hard, but there can be such rich um, life and love that can be exchanged if we will just get on our knees and we will serve one another and love one another. And so, Father, we just come before you, first of all, in humility, coming before you. Humbly, we come before you because you are God who created the heavens and the earth. You are God who created us. And we just want to acknowledge that that you are God and that you are good and that you want to give us your grace. So I pray for every single person just all across our church, for those joining online, for those um, here now, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would grow us all in humility, that you would just help us to think this way of just keeping our, our hands on the steering wheel, of just continuing to let you um, strengthen us in this very thing of humility. And I just pray for those who are in a really difficult relationship right now. And I just want to pray your grace and your strength over them as their heart is to be humble, but it's just so hard because in the middle of the fight, in the middle of the issue, it just doesn't happen. And so I just pray, Lord, right now that you would just touch their heart. Lord, that you, your Holy Spirit would just come around them. And Lord, as they're looking up and just hands open, wanting to receive from you, Lord, that you would fill them, that you would shower them with your grace, that you would strengthen them and enable them to keep moving and to keep one step in front of the other and to keep loving, even if they're not being loved back, to keep giving, to keep serving, waiting on you to exalt them, waiting on you to honor them in due time. I just thank you, God, that you are so gracious. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you so much for joining us in this teaching from Fresh Life Church. If while you're watching, you made a decision to follow Christ, first of all, congratulations. That is the best decision you will ever make. Um, we would love to send you a 21-day devotional through the book of John written by Pastor Levi. And all you have to do to get that is text the word Fresh Life to the number 99000. And you can register your decision online at freshlife.church by clicking the No God button. We would love to connect with you. If you've been impacted through what God is doing here at Fresh Life Church, we would love to hear from you. Go to our website and click the Share Your Story tab at freshlife.church, or you can email us at story at freshlife.church, and we would love to hear how God is moving and impacting your life through this work here at Fresh Life. These stories are not only an encouragement to our staff, but to our entire church family. And finally, if you'd like to partner with us financially and support the work that God is doing here in this house, you can give by texting the word FRESH to 45777 or you can click the Give button at our website, freshlife.church, or you can give on our Fresh Life app. Thanks so much for watching.